You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. Summer School Electronics is a pedal company from Syracuse, New York, making incredible stuff. There are a few summer school devices knocking around the shred shed, and I can tell you from personal experience, they sound great, they hold up, and Mark is a super cool dude. The first pedal I saw from them was the Science Fair, which is a parallel classic drive and distortion. And now they've released a new parallel concept called the Class Reunion. The Class Reunion takes a 90s muff style circuit and combines it with their Trash Panda, which is like a soft clipping, high gain, amp in a box style circuit. And it is a super, super versatile combination with all kinds of clipping options, parallel blending. It's really, really rad, a really cool idea, and I think you should check it out. So go over to summerschoolelectronics.com, that's summerschoolelectronics.com, and check them out today. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm glad to have you here. I'm feeling kind of weird. I just got done watching a bunch of Primus music videos, and now I... Uh, I'm not really sure where my brain's at. I came out here to record this and um, watch Shaking Hands with Beef like three times. I don't know why. I have absolutely no idea why that happened, but that seems fitting for this episode. Today, I am talking to Mr. Pat Finnerty, one of my very favorite, he's going to hate that I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it though, guitar YouTube personalities, really music YouTube personalities, guitar selling the man a bit short. He has blown up in the last, I don't know. Year, year and a half, I want to say. His takes are hilarious and awesome. And as you'll hear on this episode, I find them to be quite accurate. He's a super funny dude. And if this is the first time that you are hearing about him, I definitely suggest going and subscribing and checking out his YouTube channel because I think you're going to really, really enjoy it. I'm a big fan and I'm stoked that he decided to do this with me. So I don't want to dilly-dally around too much, but I do have a little bit of business to get out of the way. I just want to remind everybody, the holidays are coming up. There's going to be guitar gear and recording gear and music gear of all sorts being exchanged and swapped and bought and purchased. And if you plan on doing any of that, please check out the affiliate links associated with this show. If you could go to ToneMob.com Sweetwater or ToneMob.com Reverb, and do your purchasing through those links. If you're planning on buying things from either of those two sources, it helps out immensely, especially the Sweetwater link. They are very, very kind with what they share with the show, and I really enjoy working with them. Reverb's great too. Sweetwater doesn't have everything, so if you go to ToneMob.com Sweetwater or ToneMob.com Reverb, the links for that is in the show notes. Just click through there, do anything that you would normally do, and it's going to help me out. And I really appreciate everybody that has done that. All right, let's stop blabbering so we can get to more blabbering. Here we go. This is Mr. Pat Finnerty. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes. I'm your host, Blake Wyland, and with me today, I have somebody I've been wanting to talk to for a very long time, Mr. Pat Finnerty. How you doing, How's dude? How's it going? How's it going, Blake? Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. So I guess we should 
backpedal a little bit. Uh, you know, I remember I was standing in my kitchen alone, uh, as one does. I and uh, I, was, I was eating a piece of pizza, as I'm one does. Too. Yeah. Yep. And I was just going through going through Instagram and somehow, the, you know, the Explore page or something blessed me with your feed. And I was like, hey, what's this guy all about? He, he, he looks like my kind of guy. And lo and behold, it was, uh, I think, the announcement of the Stop the Train video. And, uh, <laughs> and I proceeded to forward that to all of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, I still think it's one of the best things I've ever seen. And I've never heard anybody so passionate about the not liking that song as me other than you. So that was yeah. just, that was beautiful. Well, I mean, you know, I, I feel like on paper we're, we're, we're set for a lifetime together. I mean, you're just, you're standing alone in a kitchen mm-hmm. you're eating pizza mm-hmm. and you're probably thinking about your life and you know, where you're at, where you're going, where you're not going, all that mm-hmm. stuff. The pizza's kind of getting you through. You're looking at Instagram. It's got nothing for you. And then, uh, you know, you're checking those notifications and you know, nothing too exciting. You see a guy, uh, this a guy a protest <laughs> against a song. <laughs> um, and, uh, it hits, it hits, you know, what can I tell you? Um, it hit. yeah, I, I did. That was one of the, the, um, my, my girlfriend, Kim, she's, she's endured a lot, uh, with, with my pursuits and she loves it. <laughs> she does. She, I mean, she's in most of the videos. She wants to be in the videos more actually, but like, you know, she's in most of the videos. I come up with these ideas. I had already done this, like it was probably 40 minutes at this point of this song, of this video against Train, uh, Hey Soul Sister, um, which was kind of like the follow-up to this video I did about Beverly Hills, um, which was my first like YouTube video that people actually watched. I feel like it, it was mm-hmm. like, people just kept watching it. I was like, this is weird. No one ever watches anything that I do. Um, so it, I was always in the aunts and uncles range of YouTube where like, you know, there's five comments and they're all positive right? and it's your friends, your aunts, <laughs> your uncles, like great song, Pat, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh yeah, this is great. And then the Weezer video that I put out, it like got some momentum. And then there was a couple people that were trolling it and I'm like, trolls. I'm like, this is awesome. Like right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm actually making it to the algorithm, you know, people don't like it. So I'm like, this is, this is exciting. And, um, so I was like, what am I going to do to try to top this one? Cause I was pretty proud of that video. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, uh, and that was like the last time that I've really tried to like go crazy. I will again. Well, no, I still do. But like, I was like, okay, this song stinks. Train stinks. And Train has had it far too good for far too long. And how Absolutely. do I end a video about a song that is as, you know, much of a calamity as, as Hazel's sister? And I was like, throw a protest against it. And uh, I went for it. <laughs> Kim was just like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, we got to go to, we got to go to U-Haul. Um, we got to build the stage. We got to, and, you know, did the old, I mean, did it like you know had a drone shot all that stuff and about 100 people showed up in fairmont park in philadelphia and uh we we protested against the song hey soul sister and it, it was, <laughs> i was there in spirit the things you know? i'm most proud of <laughs> you should be i agree they've had it way too good for way too long you know they've been not only assaulting our ears on the airwaves for all these years but now in the grocery store oh, you know, it's just it's at the gas pump. So they have a new song called pump. AM Gold. 
Um, and it's like disco, you know, it's, it's like, you know, Hey, remember disco? I'm like, yeah, no one's mm-hmm. ever forgot disco. Like, like, you know, disco's <laughs> fine. Like there's never going to be a time where people are just like, Oh man, if only I can hear a disco song today. Like I will survive is on every single day, but, um, yes. it's a disco kind of song. And, and where train is, is infiltrating now is, um, on the gas pumps. So it's like, you know how, like, if you go to like a concert or, or a sporting event, they have like advertising at the urinals now, like the, yeah. there's screens above and they know when you're there. So it starts and it's just like, and I'd say in the last 10 years when you're pumping gas, like the screen knows you're pumping gas, they know you're there. And so an ad starts. And now, um, for me for the last like five or six months, whenever I start pumping gas, the train song comes on. So it's mm. like, you know, karma, man. You know, so it's it knows, like, here I am already miserable that I'm pumping gas. And now here comes Pat Monahan. you know? So that's, uh, that's something I never really considered because, you know, here in Oregon, we're spoiled and we don't pump our own gas. So oh, there's no, there Jersey? is no, yeah, it's just us in Jersey. I think, I think that's it. Yeah, I, I think I everywhere forgot. else got to pump your own that gas. Is. Yeah. Cause I was on tour in the spring and, um, uh, I do remember, and I think I capitalized on that and I went to, a. that could have been my Arby's day. That was a dark, that was a dark day. You know, those like gas stations, <laughs> it's like the gas station and then right. It's not a full rest stop, but it's like you one like kind of gas station, then one restaurant mm-hmm. and the one restaurant was Arby's and I hadn't eaten. And I was like, I can't eat another cliff bar. And I think I got like the a chicken sandwich from Arby's or something like that. The curly fries are good though. They have the meats, is what I'm told. They do. Oh, wait, there's that advertising again, getting us when we least expect it. Oh, jeez. Yep. It's terrible. Yep. So, obviously, you've been a, a touring musician. You've played with, you've been playing forever, right? Yeah, lifer. Was YouTube, like, when you when you started this, obviously, you have put effort into it. You said you've been in the aunts and uncles range for a while. Mm-hmm. Did you expect to try to make YouTube a part of your, you know, career? Or was this just something that you thought was funny? I thought it was funny. I I mean, I just started doing it because I couldn't play gigs. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just like, shut down, lockdown, you know, Bono singing about the people in Italy. You know, have you heard that song, (laughs) by the way? The the Bono I try to, if I see Bono, I like scroll really fast. Oh, man, so COVID Bono song. Uh, no. terrible. It was like he did it on piano. It was like really close up. Uh, you should look it up. But anyway, so it's like everyone's doing that stuff and there was nothing else to do, really. So, you know, watching as many YouTube uh, music channels that I do, you know, endlessly. Sometimes I, I watch. I have people that I like because I just like them. And then there's the people that I watch because I'm just like, this is so ridiculous. And, you know, Beato. Uh, I'm sure a lot of your <laughs> listeners know about Rick Beato, of course. So it's just like, I, I remember, I have a vivid memory of the first time that I saw him. Um, I was like, you know, I think I ordered Mexican food or something like that. And I'm sitting down in my living room and I'm about to pop a burrito. And I'm like, all right, what am I going to watch? And I just went on to YouTube and then there's this guy, what makes this song great, Everlong, Foo Fighter. So I'm like, all right okay here we go so i hit that mm-hmm. and then it's just him talking about the bass part on everlong and i'm just like the bass part on everlong like oh yeah he's really thumping those eighth notes and i was just like 
Um, <laughs> so I was just like, this is, this is hilarious. And I was just like sending it to all my friends, but also it's like for how much I rag on Beata, like, yeah, I also like, and do enjoy like a lot of his, his breakdowns in a way, you know what I mean? I just think that they're yeah, his lessons and all of that stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. So for me, um, you know, I saw that and then I was just like, you know what, there's way more there's way more uh rotten songs than good songs and uh so like what if i just did a you know a parody of sorts of that and uh that's when i started the videos because i had nothing else to do and i didn't think anyone was gonna watch them and they didn't the first two nobody really watched i did one on kryptonite and i did one on all summer long and that was, those were <laughs> aunts and uncles like 10 1100 it wasn't until the weezer video because those Weezer people, when, when you, when you tap into the Weezer people, that's like, and it wasn't like a calculated move at all. It's just, I, you know, I, I was a, I was such a big Weezer fan in high school. I've carried this Weezer, you know, guilt, resentment, all of it throughout my entire life. I've had the Weezer conversation with so many friends through the years. I don't want to talk about them anymore. And I feel like I had so much to say about it. So I used it as a way to talk about my life. And then, so that was like, but that was, I, I almost didn't even do that video because I was like, no one's ever going to watch these things. Um, but then, you know, they, they started to, then I'm like, okay, well, um, and I've, I've actually had more fun doing these um, than I ever thought I would. And I've always loved comedy. So it's like, it's a way to finally put together music and comedy for me. Yeah. Well, you do a really good job with that. Like, I think that's the immediate hook, right? Like, okay, you know, sure. Anybody could you know, make a video making fun of a song. Like if I did it, it wouldn't be very good. Like nobody would want to watch it because I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not funny like you are. You know, I can riff with people. I can kind of throw things back and forth and make crack a joke here and there. But like to make something that, that is genuinely funny that I think that, you know, more than three people are going to send anybody. It's, it's never going to happen. That's not really my, my skill set. My skill set is just blabbing into a microphone with people but well, I mean, uh you know let's you know not, when that let's not shame ourselves here i mean you're, i'm sure you're you're a funny guy but the same but the thing is and to use a term for the last four and a half years i'd say you've got your own lane right you've got your own lane we love lanes now <laughs> stay in your lane you know what i mean like we like uh, it mm -hmm. but yeah you've got you've got your own lane yeah, it was it was just funny because I feel like there was a for some reason like this immediate connection with the stuff that you're making because you know I watched it I sent it to everybody I watched it probably three times the the train video specifically just because I'm just like this is so good this is so he's saying all the things I wish I could say and uh, and then I feel like that maybe it was that night maybe it was a few nights later you were randomly live streaming and I was like oh I'll join this live stream and like oh he actually picked up. Like, hey, what's going on, Chad? And I was like yeah. half awake. I don't even remember yeah. what we talked about. I have no idea. I night. genuinely have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Neither do I. No. Um, but yeah, that's and maybe thing maybe it didn't happen. Do. Maybe it was a dream. Well, I love talking to I love talking to Chad. And that's another thing from from uh like so, you know, COVID nineteen, obviously, you know, I'm 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 as upset with you know with it as as any you know, um person with a heart would be as far as for all the people that have lost people and stuff like that. And it was a tragedy for a lot of people in an, in another way, the lockdown, if you separate it from, you know, um, from that, I, it, it just totally re kind of focused me and, and kind of gave me, um, a new sense of, of what I wanted to do in a way where mm -hmm. it was just like, 
it brought us all together. If nobody can do anything, then, you know, for the first time, we're all kind of in it together where we're not just like, uh, you know, the people in the Dave Matthews band ants marching video where we see them walking around and I'll throw out the ants marching video. Sure. But, uh, you know, we're not just these people that are all going in these different directions. We're all not doing anything. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of just saw that as an opportunity to, you know, connect with people. So, and it was, it was hilarious because you couldn't see anybody, but I just went on Instagram and I started doing this Instagram show every day with like 11 people watching it where I was just re- recording songs. I was taking requests and I was like, all right, I've got a drum machine. What song do you want to do? I did like, you know, and then people would be like closer nine inch nails. I'm like, all right, jungle, you know, uh, jungle love. I'm like, all right, you know, sledgehammer. And then I tried it. And then I had people coming like my neighbors that play in music. I would, I would have them come down to the sidewalk and I would mic them from my window because we had to stay far apart and they would sing from the sidewalk. And I started doing that kind of stuff. And then I was talking to strangers. Like I talked to you and I would just interview people about like, you know, what's in the refrigerator and stuff like that. And then, you know, so it, it all kind of kept building and building and building. Um, and uh, so th- that was kind of like what what happened for me during the pandemic, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, and I feel like it's kind of led me to like, you know, what? I don't really want to play that gig that I used to play all the time. I right. would rather do this. Um, but if the pandemic didn't happen, I would just go around just doing the same stuff that I was always doing. And yeah. it kind of gave me a whole new perspective on things. So I have to assume, and I've seen a little bit of this here and there in your videos, but doing the YouTube videos and doing all the content now, it seems like that's bleeding over into your gigs. Was Mm -hmm. that something you expected to happen or is that a little bit of a surprise? Well, I mean, it's, it's amazing. So, I mean, like I still obviously love playing music and it's like, you know, I think the, the problem for me is that I've always wanted to kind of like be i've always wanted to do comedy but music has always come first for me mm-hmm. and i feel like there is a blend of it now where i can go out like i play guitar in a band called strand of oaks now um so it's this dude tim showalter and he's had a million iterations of his band or whatever it's just i've been buddies with him for a long time and you know so i've been playing with him for the last couple of years and um that's a great thing that i could just go play guitar in you know right. so i can like play his songs sing some harmonies play some solos, do that kind of stuff. And when we did the spring tour, I was actually, thanks to YouTube, I actually, you know, was able to open the shows and bring people to the shows, you know, for the first time and meet people that like watch my videos and stuff like that. And, you know, they were singing along to some of my joke songs that I write for the videos and stuff like that. And that was really cool. So it's like, and what's also awesome about what I, what I'm doing is that, the people that like my stuff, we have the same taste, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I'm kind of filtering out now, like three doors down fans. I hate me. You know what I mean? Oh, but I'm it's sure. Like, yeah. It's awesome though, because like they'll, they'll go on these long things and leave these comments under there that don't really affect me because I'm like, well, you like three doors down. So it's just like, <laughs> we're not, you know, we're not breaking bread together. And, and it's fun and, and, you know, go ahead, listen to them. But like, you know, anybody that likes my videos, you know, so I can pivot from like playing, you know, making, you know, doing a, a spoof on like a Godsmack song and then go into one of my songs 
And chances are that whoever is going to be there is of the same sensibilities, you know? So it's, it's mm -hmm. kind of like a great filtering system as far as like, you know, uh, taste goes. So it's, it's been working. So it's like, people don't always expect jokes from me. They also know that, you know, I'm, I love music seriously, obviously. And, you know, so it, it really worked out. I think it's we're walking hand in hand with each other. It's kind of a unique filter and funnel, right? Because there's a lot of people there that a found you through your video who mm -hmm. would probably not have found you otherwise. And then it also filters. So it brings them there. And also kicks the people out that I'm like, I'm not, this guy doesn't like the same music as me. I love three doors down and he doesn't. So why am I going to go watch him play? But it yeah. also is a funnel, which is great, you know, because you're casting a wider net and bringing more people into what you actually do. Not that this isn't, not that you don't actually do both things, but what you're yeah. really passionate about, you know, is making music and recording your own stuff. So it's kind of a, it's a wild, it's a wild world that we live in. You know, it's, it's sure is play bananas what we can do now. I mean, I, f I feel like it's, um, it's kind of like reverse Nirvana in a way. It's like, okay. You know, like the stories of like, you know, Cobain, he was just like, he, they got so popular, like he hated his fan base. You know what I mean? He had all these jocks coming to his shows and he just like, was just like, oh man, you know, when he knows that he's coming from this punk scene and all of that stuff like that, but then becomes mainstream and becomes what, you know, I've kind of been able to do the opposite of that. And I'm not comparing myself to Kurt Cobain at all, but like I can, um, instead of, instead of like becoming like this mainstream thing, I have a small but loyal following of people that, all are in the same like anybody that's coming to my show and telling me that they love my videos like i already pretty much dig them i'm right. like you know i'm always <laughs> i'm always gonna like for the most part because mm -hmm. it's like you know yeah you don't like um fly away by lenny kravitz and <laughs> you know you're a good person you know you know that that song is four and a half minutes of the most brain bashing you know boring monotonous uh drudgery that this world could conjure you know so it's just like we have that in common so then like you know what's your what's your favorite cheese are you an american you cooper you, you swiss you like the french stuff what, what are you into so we yeah. could take it from there you know what i mean hi I'm Vincent, and I'm here to talk about the Maris Mercury X. My dad's always going on and on about how cool Maris is. He really went off on one about the Mercury X the other day. He said something about a 4,800 hertz sample rate, and 99 preset locations in 33 banks, and something along the lines of the most advanced reverb pedal ever devised by man? That's all true, but I only care about one thing. This pedal sounds sick. So make sure you check out the Mercury X and all the other fine products at maris.us, as well as fine retailers worldwide. All right, Dad, now can I have my pocky? How exactly do artists get their music on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, all these services? How in the world do you get your music there? Well, in the past, you had to use 
something called a record label. But these days, you can use DistroKid. DistroKid is the absolute easiest way to get your music up on streaming services, and it's the most affordable way to do so. Not only do plans start at $22.99 for the entire year, that's less than two bucks a month, DistroKid also does not take a cut of your streaming revenue, unlike some other services out there. Even better if you sign up by going to ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. That's ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. One more time, that's ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. You'll get 30% off. That's right, 30% off. They're already extremely reasonable prices. So go to ToneMob.com slash DistroKid and get your music out there. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like there's, a, and maybe this is not entirely true, but it seems like there's a general era or, I don't know, from like 1997 to, I don't know, 2003, that you seem to kind of focus in on that era of trash. There's more trash than that, obviously, but it seems like that particular era seems to grind your gears a little more than maybe some other things. Is that true, or am I reading into it more than there is? No, it's true, and it's probably because that's when I was paying attention the most to okay. pop music or something like that. You know, it's just like there's tons of stuff out there now that stinks, but it's just like that stuff to me hasn't gone away either. So it's like I just feel like, you know, in the in – the, um, I did a video on All Summer Long, Kid Rock, and it, oh, and it right. was like yeah. – the story that I tell in that video is, is, is true. Like I was in a supermarket about a year and a half ago and I was debating whether I was going to go with Progresso or Campbell's. I mean, it's a big decision it is. and I'm trying to figure out who I am, you know, am I red can or blue can? And it was just like, here comes all summer long. Now it's still being played, you know, all the time. And that's when I heard the guitar solo for the first time and really and really figured it out that like, wait a second, this is in the wrong pentatonic box. Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the notes work or whatever, but this dude just like landed in the pentatonic of D minor over the D major. And it usually works, but the notes that he landed on were just so obviously like, dude, you're just ripping a solo in D minor over these chords and it just doesn't work. He mm -hmm. could have just shifted it, but he's in the wrong box. And then I was just thinking about how many people that got through, like Kid Rock liked it, first of all. He was like, yeah, man, badass. And then, you know, the producer <laughs> or whatever, like they were all like, yes, this is the solo. And it's a long solo. Yes. So it's just like, it's moments like that where I've like, I've always hated that song. It's always been terrible. Um, but then when I realized that the solo is, 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 is so, you know, blatantly in the wrong pentatonic that, um, that was like one of the moments that brought me back to that song. So I feel like I have all this unfinished business with those songs. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's been a life of kryptonite. It's been a life of, uh, what are the other ones that I did? Like Hazel, Hazel sister. It's been a life of these songs and I have all of this stuff just stored up. And I need to get it out. So once I get those out, maybe I'll just usher in a new thing and I could do like, you know, 21 Pilots song or something. I don't know. I don't even know what 21 Pilots sounds like, but I can imagine. I can, maybe they're awesome. Like, I have no idea. They could I be. Yeah, no <laughs> idea. Be. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> you know, like I, Imagine Dragons would be like the first one of like the new class that I would really, you know, kind of mm -hmm. hone in on. But, you know, I feel like there's so much stuff that still needs to be cleaned up. There's one that I 
I keep thinking is just going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's one that's always, it's really just, it's really just hurt my soul ever since I realized that it existed. And, and I, I wish I could remember the title, but you'll probably know it just by the band name, but pretty much anything by sister Hazel really just, really it just <laughs> well, attacks know, my core. About, yeah. Well, I mean the thing about Hazel that you got to remember, hold on one second is that, um, when you're talking about SH mm-hmm. is that, uh, this, Oh, here we go. Tune. All right. This will be out of tune, but I mean, uh, so you know it's post runaround, right? So it's just like so. I mean, that's that, the song. That guy, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, that guy, which is "Come to My Window," which is kind of like I would say "Come to My Window" was like the kind of put it on the map. Um, uh, what are we doing here? The one four two five, the piano. So it's like this. This one four two five was like a really big one in the nineties, right? So yes, like, come to definitely. my window. I would rank number one. Come to my window, come to my window bridge kind of kind of rules. I don't care what they think. I don't care. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. That I'm having like PTSD right now. This is uh, yeah, this is be. rough. This is rough. I mean, it's listen, I didn't say this was going to be easy. I'm just saying out of the <laughs> one, four, two, fives, I'm probably ranking come to my window, maybe run around. I'm not sure. So, so it's like, come to my window. And then, hey, why you want to give me the run around? And it's sure my way. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, neither of those is the one I'm thinking of. What is the one I'm thinking of? Oh, no, I'm getting there. So, like, oh, you're getting there. Okay. Okay. Sister Hazel heard those two songs and they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's just do that. Yeah. Hard to say what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yep. 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 You're right. It's all rooted there. Yeah. It's a a fourth rate runaround. Um, And it just reminds me of like how much I would rather hear. Um. Uh. So look around your world, pretty yeah, baby. It's true. Everything. <laughs> I'll take a. I'll take a right time to roll to me over Sister Hazel. Absolutely. So here's how I'm ranking him. I would go. Uh, I'll go run around. Give it to Popper. Uh, okay. Come to my yeah. window two. Roll to me three, and then Sister Hazel four. Strat dropped, but it's all right because it's a strat. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember I'm just like, this is taking me back to, I don't know how old I was, probably like 14 or something. And like a bunch of kids from school and a bunch of like, you know, friends of friends or for some reason, everyone was going to the Sister Hazel concert. <laughs> and and this oh, is when time out, uh, time out, time out. What? for some what? reason at all everybody was going to the sister hazel concert yeah for I've some never reason heard that sentence before that's an incredible sentence but <laughs> there was a band called uh oh man what were they called oh they were called the screaming cheetah wheelies um, with the, with the, okay yeah, all right i'll never forget it the screaming cheetah wheelies so the spin doctors played in scranton where i'm from in like 1994 or 1995 and everybody went to that show like mm-hmm. that was my sister hazel show and so this there's this band this i didn't go but there was this band called the screaming cheetah wheelies where like all of my friends were like they're like amazing man they're like the best band ever because they were the opening band we were all like 14 you know what i mean <laughs> so it was just like they were a band so like you know and they probably 
you know, uh, I don't know what they sounded like, but like they, there was like a mosh pit because like the even flow video and everything like that for the screaming cheetah wheelies. Cause they I came to script, you know what I mean? And they, uh, so your, your show was the sister Hazel show. So everybody was going to the sister Hazel show. Yeah. Everyone was going to the sister Hazel show. Uh, and this is actually kind of weird because it was, it, every, I can't think of a single person that I knew at the time other than the guys in my band and my now wife who did not go to that show. Everyone else, like in my kind of circle of people, went to that show, and I'd be like, "You saw you, you really love music. You're gonna come to the Sister Hazel show, right?" And I was like, "No, no, right. uh, no." And uh-uh. where is this Oregon? Are you uh, born and raised? I am born and raised. So yeah, I was. Uh, I'm just south of Portland a little bit. I, okay. I say Portland because nobody knows where Oregon City is, but uh, right. But Oregon City was where Sister where Sister Hazel was playing. Right. Well, no, they were playing in Portland, but oh, wow. everyone okay, in Oregon so. City was traveling, you know, the 40 minutes wow, up north. for the big Sister Hazel show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sister Hazel might be the most local sounding band that's ever made it. That's ever, you know what oh, I mean? Like that is just that's the a most good local sound you can ever. I mean, Blues Traveler is pretty local sounding, but I mean, like you got Papa Rip in that harmonica. So it's that's just the like thing. that kind of sets it apart. It. Mm-hmm. But like Sister Hazel is like the ultimate like coffee shop, you know, like you know here's the band it's a lot of it's a lot of cad nine and it's coming at you and uh you know, mm-hmm. yeah the boys local boys made it good as far as sister hazel go i'm sure they're on i'm sure they're still on the road let's, i let's... just looked this up the other day uh okay. because i was curious and and it does seem that they're still you know they're still at it they're still doing it and hit. so you know i can i can not like it all i want right at the end of the day a lot of more people know who they are than know who I am. So I guess who's really laughing now, you know? Well, that's one of my, that's what my critic, that's all the, all the critics that, that, that don't like my videos. Who are you, man? Who the fuck are you? They got a hit, man. They got a hit. You know, I'm like, you're <laughs> where you're at, man. Yeah. Where you're at. <laughs> and I'm just like, good point. But you're well, also commenting under a video that I made. So, you know. <laughs> and yet here you are, right? Right. Like that's, that's where yeah, it is no at the stops. end of the day. You ever listen to Eddie Trunk? I don't think so. The name oh, sounds familiar, though. He's the best. He used to do a show called The Metal Show, that metal show on VH1. And he's mm-hmm. he has this show on Sirius XM where he, like, flies the flag for, like, rat. Like, oh, you know, rock yeah. music. Okay. Rock yeah. music. And he name drops constantly. And he's like, oh, you know, uh, Stephen Piercy just texted me. Hold on one second. It's 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 awesome. Um, yes, yes, he, he's coming back he basically, to me He basically talks about three things. He always talks about Kiss. He talks about the fact that he hates when bands use tracks. He's like, I went to see a band. They were using tracks. It's I needed to be 100% all real. And then, uh, but then he's also just like, Five Finger Death Punch has a new album out and it's killer. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I'm like, okay, Eddie. And then, uh, and then, um, he talks a ton about um, how no bands, which he's, he's actually, I agree with him on this one, but uh, he talks about how like farewell tours never ends and like no band ever really stops, which is true. And especially if you had a hit, I mean, they just keep, I mean, Smash Mouth is still going without the singer. I know you that's know wild. I mean? Like he's out. Like, what, are these fans going to hear the drum parts? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> oh man, I love Glenn. Uh, <clears throat> Glenn Thompson's bass part on, on Walking on the Sun, man. You know, that's that's why I'm a Smash Mouth fan. But yeah, no bands ever stop. No, that is true. They don't. 
even if it feels like they're going to, you know, uh, they they tend not to. Well, I mean, but, think about it, Blake. Like you, you know, are are you still in a band or are you just doing uh, podcast? I, I do like solo stuff now and and that's pretty much it. You know, okay, uh, so but like at the same time, like look at all of those guitars that are behind you. Look at that microphone that you're talking into. I mean, you haven't stopped, you know, and you don't have a hit. So imagine if you had a hit like you, you, that's just, true. We're both, you know, we're both going to keep buying gear. I mean, look, there, look at the amount of strings that are behind me right now. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I'll just keep buying gear. I'll just keep playing shows. You know, you, 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 you can't stop. That's true. I think once it's in you, it's in you. Whether you have a hit or not, like, and and it feels like people with with music, they tend to go away from it for a while, maybe, but they always find their way back at some point. At some point, what else? In some capacity, you know, maybe. What else are you gonna do? (laughs) That's a good point. What else are you gonna do? Mm -hmm. So, do you have any? uh, Do you have any foreshadowing for us? What do you? What's What's up on the chopping block? Like, who's who's going to get it next, do you think? Or do you want to play that close to the vest? Well, um, I don't know. When are you going to put this out? I'll put it out whenever you want me to put it out. Okay. Well, I mean, I could just tell you what I'm working on right now. I'm still putting together the end piece of The Simple Plan, um, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I don't, so for... Anybody who's not familiar with the videos that I make, I did a video on on MGK, Emo Girl. And then that, to prove a point, I was like, well, if this is going to do a Blink-182 song, I will, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so it's just like, I'm as punk as he is, you know? Like, so it's, <clears throat> I'm probably more punk than he is. And I'm not a punker, um, even though I love punk music. But I mean, you know, look at me. Um so uh, I wrote a, I've always had a fake band called August is falling in mind where it was just like a pop punk band. And I ended up uh, releasing a song in that video. Um, and then uh, for the end of that video, and then I ended up with a full EP and a lot of these, you know, there was a lot of, you know, kismet involved and, and things happened. And uh, somehow it's I really magical. This, yeah, it's pretty magical. And then Butch Walker ended up mixing one of the songs and it made it sound huge and it was unbelievable. And then it was on Bandcamp and it was the it was the top selling pop punk album on Bandcamp for a little <laughs> while. And it was added to like Apple's music playlists. And we're kind of like trolling the world on this in yes. a way. And uh, all of the people that watch my videos have commented under the fake video and I made a YouTube account. And now that YouTube account for August is Falling has like 44,000 subscribers. And <laughs> the lyric video has over 14,000 comments. So like this band saved my life and it's confusing people and it's awesome. Um, and it, there's there's a chance that it might get some radio play. So I, th- there's it's become bigger than what I ever thought it could be. And now I'm just like, okay, what do I do now? And it's almost like a Larry David situation when Seinfeld yes. got picked up and he's like, I gotta write 13 more of these. Like, I'm like, what do I <laughs> what do I do now? So um I'm uh putting together the end of that, the simple plan as I call it. And um, uh, and I'm actually working on right now, and this is heartbreaking, but I never thought I was gonna do it. Huh. I'm doing a video about nickelback. <gasps> Yeah, you are just a little stinkers, though. I'm not okay. gonna do a full what makes this song stink. Okay. Um, 
But uh, you never thought you'd do it, really? You no, because I mean, it? it's the lowest hanging fruit there is. I mean, I don't need That's to true. talk about. You know, I don't need to talk about Nickelback. You know, the Nickelback sucks jokes aren't even funny. You know, it's been so long of like Nickelback sucks that I'm just like, yeah, of course. But they did something. They did something that I can't um, that I that I couldn't stay away from. So you couldn't let it go. I couldn't let it go. Something happened and I couldn't mm. let it go. So I think I know what you're making, talking about. OK, so I'm making mm -hmm. a little Snickers about because if you watch my channel and you know some of the things that i've done and some of the songs that i've written and then you listen to their latest song it's pretty it's pretty amazing so uh yeah something, <laughs> <clears throat> something happened and uh and i have a you know i have to see it through so there'll be a little stinkers about a nickelback song in the not too distant future very good very good mm -hmm. i'm glad you brought up the august is falling thing because uh i uh I, in a small way, I helped out a little bit with that. I, I went ahead and threw it on my Apple Music, and uh, I listened to the whole thing, you know, in earnest, you know, just because I got to give it a shake, right? I got to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then I did the thing that I like to do for people that I that I enjoy, and I just picked a, a random device. I got, you know, we all got different Apple-connected things laying around here and there, and I just let it play. Oh, we'll just, thank you. You let I it go just, around? I just let it go and go and go like for like three days. So, you know. I appreciate know. that. There you that go. Mean, that means a lot, you know. <laughs> and I feel like I missed an opportunity. And I'm glad you did that because I could ask people to all do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm glad you you had the gumption to uh, to run the numbers up like that. We needed to cook the books. I appreciate you cooking the books <laughs> for me. I mean, you might have got like out of those three days, you might have got like a whole dollar fifty out of that, you know? I'll like, take it. Well, TuneCore has it. I don't know if I'll ever get it. I don't really understand what TuneCore is or does, but you know, <laughs> hopefully at some point it'll come back. But the thing is, is it's a fake. Like people, what's what's amazing about it, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are dudes and bands that are you know have not made it right. <clears throat> people in bands not just dudes but like you know i feel like uh you know as a person that has seen the band camp you know you release a song it goes up and the next day it goes back down then it mm -hmm. just flatlines as being that person for a very long time and and i've been in bands that i'm really proud of and and uh you know it's just music is tough business right and um you know i've i've been in serious bands and written songs you know or out of you know all that stuff. It's just amazing for me that the first music that I've ever had, like really of Spotify, that is like a greater than a thousand plays is August is falling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, so it's, it's, it's not even bittersweet. It's sweet. It's all sweet because I like writing songs, uh, genre-ish kind of songs and stuff like that. And even those songs, like, I was just like, okay, I mean, if I'm going to write these songs, I at least want to try to make them good, you know? So it's mm -hmm. just like, you know, I think that they're enjoyable listens. Um, they are enjoyable listens, and yeah. especially in the. I mean, that's my era, right? Like that's that's sure. that's that's that that early two thousands warp tour thing is like that's oh, when yeah. I that's when I fell in love with it, really. Right. Well, yeah, and so I'm like days, listening man. to this, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I remember when this band I like used to do something like that. Oh oh yep. oh yep. There's that thing that I like. You know, there's yeah. that weird chord. They're all right there. <laughs> You could do it, you know, and that's kind of like the whole point of the EP is just like, mm -hmm. man, you know, if I just 
I just didn't listen to the kinks as much as I did and like Autumn Almanac and just want to write all these songs with all these crazy chord, chord progressions. I mean, I'm a pop guy. I mean, I love pop. I love simple music. It's just, uh, you know, the simple plan is another form of simple music that is just like, <laughs> I mean, they dominated the world with the, with perfect. Um, so, I mean, I feel like, man, I could have done that. Um, but what are you going to do? Hey, you know, it's, uh, mm. it, it's very of its time, but you know, it's kind of coming back. Who knows? Who knows what's next? August so, is falling. I, Who knows? We've been, we've been talking a lot and you spend a lot of time talking about things that you don't like, but mm. What do you like? Like, what what is some of your number one favorite things that actually inspire you in a real way when you talk about your serious side? Oh, like music? Yeah. Um. Well, Beatles first, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, I am probably haven't spent a day not talking about who played what on what. You know, I mean, the day you found out Paul played the solo on Taxman, you know, I mean, it's just like being a complete Beatles, you know, dork and, and knowing all of that stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> if, if the stuff that I love is, is, uh, not going to be surprising. I mean, it's the Beatles, the kinks, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, um, dire straits, Mark Knopfler is my you know favorite guitar player. Mike Campbell is my second favorite guitar player. I mean, Tom Petty is probably in my top three, um, you know, uh, and then, you know, I'm a nineties, uh, indie rock kind of guy, you know, it's just who I am from my age. So it's like guided by voices and pavement and that bands like that, that I love, um, you know, had the Weezer thing, love Nirvana, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, uh, more recently if, if uh, <clears throat> there's, you know, I will I love the Viagra boys. I love the chats. Um, the chats are know. great. I just found them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a band called uh, floating action that I'm friends with. Um, and, uh, he's one of my, this guy, Seth Kaufman. He's one of my favorite songwriters ever. Um, my buddies, Dr. Dog, they're one of my favorite bands. Um, not just because my, they're my friends, you know, we got a lot of friends with a lot of bands, you know, <laughs> you know, not necessarily, um, you know, flying the flag. I mean, there's friends bands I haven't even listened to yet. We're all terrible. Um, but like, you know, Dr. Dog's one of my favorite bands. So, you know, that's, I, I, I love, I love music, obviously. Um, and the point that I make in all of my videos is that there's all this music that you'll never hear that is, you know, it's just the whole phenomenon of what gets played in the stores as opposed to like, like you have a better chance of hearing kryptonite in a store than you do. Hey Jude, like you're not even getting that much. Hey Jude, you know what I mean? You're kind of getting (laughs) shined down more than you're getting, you know, you really got me. And if you get, you really got me. It's probably the Van Halen. You really got me. And, and I've now against every time. But I'm good on the VH Van Halen, like or uh, you really got me. Like if 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 I want to hear you really got me, I would love to hear Dave Davies playing that riff. You know, mm-hmm. that's just that's just who I am. If I'm getting VH, I mean, give me Panama. You know, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that is actually a really interesting point. You know, it, it it's weird. You know, I think a lot of the general population isn't aware of this, but like. The songs that play in grocery stores and restaurants that are doing it on the up and up, uh, that that doesn't—they're not just like putting on 
Apple Music and streaming something. You know, that that's not how that works. There's actually like corporations and levels of uh, management and everything that has to go through. There's like a set program of stuff that they're allowed mm-hmm. to play in the grocery store. Yes. And it's weird. It's weird to think about, right? Because you can turn on whatever you want in your house. But if it plays in the grocery store, it's got to go through. Yeah, I mean, I even hear it in Kroger sometimes. Like, well, welcome to the Kroger Radio Network. And I'm like, what is the Kroger Radio Network? Like, what are we talking yeah. about right now? They have this their is own. so weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Well, I was on. So, um, so the one makes the song stink videos. I started doing a, I started doing a podcast. So we're actually, um, we're, we're rivals right now. Tone. Oh, oh, yeah. I got to hang yeah. this up. Yeah. No, I, shit, knew, I knew I've listened to you're, it. You're I've listened down. to it. I'm in the podcast game now. You know How what I mean? You? I'm in the podcast you? game now. Um, I'm, I'm obviously, the world, obviously the world needed another podcast. So, you know, I, 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 I stepped up, um, mm-hmm. but I was interviewing, um, Kyle Kinane. A comedian. We are brought to you today by Sweetwater, specifically the Gear Exchange. You may have heard about this. This is a place where you can go to buy and sell your used gear. Maybe you got a pedal over there that's just kind of collecting dust. Maybe there's something you've been eyeing from the Sweetwater catalog. Well, right now is a great time to turn that unused gear into something you're actually going to use. Even better, if you sell on the gear exchange, you can keep 100% of the sale as long as you choose a Sweetwater gift card as your payout method. That is not too shabby, because let's be honest, most of this buying and selling we do is just to fund new gear purchases, and that is a great way to reach a wide variety of customers and keep 100% in your pocket, or rather, on your pedal board. So go check out the Sweetwater Gear Exchange and turn that unused gear into something that's actually going to help you write that next huge riff. Hello there. I'd like to introduce you to your new best friend, the Chase Bliss Audio Lossy. Lossy is a collaboration between Chase Blitz and Good Hertz. It's meant to give you some control over those weird digital artifacts that come with very compressed audio. You're hearing it right now. All the changes that are taking place are strictly coming from my plain dynamics. I'm just interacting with the pedal and letting it do its thing. And some true stereo goodness. If you'd like some more details about lossing, I invite you to head over to chaseblitzaudio.com. I think you're going to like what you find. And for the, for the podcast, uh, I have a stink tank where I have like a list of songs and the guests can pick from that list or they can come up with their own if they want. And mm-hmm. he chose uh, The Things We Do For Love by 10CC. Um, okay. The Things We Do For Love. Oh, yeah. And yep, I was just I like, you know, I, I don't think that that song necessarily stinks. It's kind of like a third rate ELO or something like that. Like, But, you know, I was just like, wow, it's interesting that he would pick that song. And the reason why is because he used to, when he was a teenager, um, he was, he identified it like, cause he was like a, you know, punk rocker dude worked at a Walmart 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that song came on every day. It was on the playlist. So here he is, is this like, you know, just this kid that's a miserable existence, putting things on pallets all day long. And every day he hears the things we do for love. <laughs> so it was just like, it's those kind of things where it's just what's fascinating is that like, you know, I just had to write a bio for myself, which is the worst because like, you know, doing, uh, doing this, um, podcast now i'm like you know kind of playing the game a little bit where like i gotta try to like you know there has to be a bio on me right so it's just mm-hmm. like you know about bios like you know band bios it's weird. i've always hated bios um and you're writing this thing about yourself and i'm and the question is is like why did you decide to do what makes the song stink and i'm just like it's just because i have to hear hey soul sister i've never put it on i could sing every word to it but a train fan doesn't even know that a band like Guided by Voices exists. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like that's that's the whole thing. It's just like these songs I've never put on, but I know all of them. And I'm jealous and at the end of the day of people that like Imagine Dragons and that like Train because these songs are on all the time. So it's like life is just like, hell yeah, no matter where I am, there's my favorite band. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> I mean, imagine hearing like a Velvet Underground song in a CVS. Like, it's not going to happen, you no. know? So it's just like, that's that's the kind of thing. Or even like, you know, hearing um, like a, a another, a different Led Zeppelin song than Whole Lot of Love, like something off of Physical Graffiti. Like, wow. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, uh, that's, that's the point that I try to make is that this music is just, we're just kind of, we're just, beaten down by it and we don't have a choice you know mm-hmm. um so like because we don't have a choice i feel like i need to use my voice uh to to try to say like listen i've had to endure these songs my entire life and you know you're you have a hot tub you're comfortable because of these songs so you can at least you know i could punch up a little bit on you right <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know what what you're saying there like I've talked about this a lot, especially in the earlier days of the podcast, because my old job, it was, uh, it, it, it was some, for some reason, just agreed upon that the only thing that was played in, in the office was the country station. And I put country in air quotes, you know, at the time, this well, yeah. was like, you know, this was 2015 yeah. or so. So, you know, it's all, it's all the bro country dominating, dominating. And, Mm-hmm. I like country. I like, I like old school country. I, I grew mm-hmm. up listening to country. And so therefore mm-hmm. my like disdain for that stuff burns very, very brightly. And I just had to listen to it all day, every day. And I realized that it was kind of my problem because I, one day I stood up and I was like, you guys realize I've been taking notes, but this song has played six times since I've been here. And I haven't been here for my full eight hours yet. Right. But this song is played at least six times that I've noticed. And everyone's like, oh, really? I didn't. I wasn't even aware. And I was like, so this thing that just like grates into my soul and pierces yeah. my ears like in the worst way possible, they didn't even realize it was happening. You know? I so it's like, oh, this is really a me problem at the end of the it day. It really you know? is. And that's kind of like, you know, if there's one thing that I'll never understand is like, I'll even talk to people that are working in stores. Like the. <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, like the, uh, like the, the person that stands, I talk about this a lot, but the, I think the worst job in the world 
is the person that stands and watches over the self-checkout section. <laughs> they're not even doing the inter- they're not even doing the transaction. They're just standing there. And mm-hmm. they're hearing four different um screens go at the same time. And then there's a song on top of it. So you've got like, you know, are you a giant bonus card member? Are you a giant go, you know, please enter your like, you know, don't forget your receipt all happening at the same time. And then on top of that, you've got like, and did you know that when it snows, you know what I mean? So you've got <laughs> seal coming in from the top. You've mm-hmm. got all of these different, you know, screens yelling at you and beeping and all of this hell that's going on and you're just taking it and I'll go over to them sometimes and just be like, you know, how do you do it? And I want to give him a tip because if I have to give some guy a dollar because I want a water at a bar and he just like goes like this and then I give him a dollar for it, mm-hmm. nothing against bartending. But what I'm saying is if I'm giving him a buck or her a buck, I am, um, definitely going to tip five on the person that's just taking these, this, this abuse. <laughs> and then they always say to me at the end of the day, they always say, oh, I just zone it out. No, oh, I just don't pay attention to it. And I'm like, if there's, a, I don't know, I don't understand I don't, that. I don't if there's a do song that. on, I have to listen to it. Like, I can't, I know it's on. I'm like, okay, every time you go away, I'm like, I hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, um, if, no matter where I am, I'm, I'm listening. I can't zone it out. And that's like, I think you, what you were just saying, it's like, these people could just zone it out. They didn't know that they heard "Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy" six times, but you. No, did. they didn't. But you. I did. knew. I knew. Oh, I knew. I knew. Um, right. No, it's. I'm not. This is going to sound ridiculous to so many people. That was a huge motivation for me to quit. Like it was a very good job, and I liked mm-hmm. the people I was working with. Yeah. But I really wanted to do this. This is what I really wanted to do. Right. So obviously, the desire to want. No, I really want to do that, not this. But no joke, the day I walked out of there, knowing that I was never going to have to like sit down and listen to Bro Country all day again was like this huge deal to me, which sounds so silly to so many people. But I was like, the fact that I don't have to do that ever again is like incredible to me. I don't even know what plays on modern country radio anymore. And I love it. I love that I don't know that. I would absolutely quit for the same reason. I mean, (laughs) I couldn't do it. I, I was where I worked at a job once where we were just sitting at tables and we would put insurance and insurance letters into, um, I basically just worked at a place where I folded paper, put it in an envelope. (laughs) That was it like Mm -hmm. all day long. Um, and we listened to like, kind of like the eighties channel, um, every day, which is Mm -hmm. like, there's worse things to listen to. But it was sure. like a lot of like, you know, Billy Ocean, or, you know, just that kind of stuff. Hopefully you can get it for a little bit of Robert Palmer, but like a lot of Huey Lewis, a lot of that kind of stuff, you know, Banana Rim. And I used to just get through the day. I would be like, you know, who wants to lay down dollar bets on whether or not the next song is going to have a sax. So that was the only way that I could kind of get through it. And like mm-hmm. sax would pay three to one. No sax would just pay two to one. You know what I mean? So if you gambled <laughs> on sax over a guitar so like is it a sax solo or a guitar solo you right. know and then like you would hear it and then like you know uh um uh like turn the page comes in and you're just like you know what i yeah. mean you, go, Score. Mm-hmm. you know so it's just like that's uh that's how i got through that but that just to, to make the point that i had like nobody else was paying attention to what every song was but i was i was just like oh man 
I'm like, they, we already did the hold on loosely. And now they're giving us the, um, caught up in you. Like there's, we're getting both the 38 special songs. Like, Like, come on today. Like, just give us a break (laughs) for like, play one today and give us the other one tomorrow. You know, I'm like, cause they, they both go like this, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I never knew that. And then the other one is. (laughs) (laughs) Your name. You know, they're the same song. So it's like, just give us a break. Play, you know, switch Mm -hmm. them back and forth on a daily basis. Yeah, it's it, it is. I mean, though, again, like I know we've already said it multiple times, multiple times, but it is an us thing because nobody listens to more music than my wife. My wife has got music constantly playing constantly, mm-hmm. no matter what she's doing, yeah. all stuff she likes, because that's the era we live in. You can listen to only things you like in your own yeah. home. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so she's just constantly spinning music. I. She asked me, she's like, how come you don't listen to as much music? You're like the music guy. You play music. You work in the yeah. music business. Like, why don't you listen to that as much music as me? I was like, because I can't not listen to it. I have to listen to it. And I'm like, what's going on there? Let's go. wonder what kind of reverb that was. Oh, that's it. You know, I'm always like listening and trying to dissect it. It's an active experience. Yeah. So when I'm mowing the lawn or doing whatever that I was going to zone out on, I can't be generally listening to music that way because i can't just listen to it i have mm-hmm. to dissect it where I, i'll put it on a podcast and some dude's blabbering and it's fine like i and she's the opposite she's like if i'm listening to a podcast i have to really pay attention to what they're saying so i follow it and i'm like that's yeah. so it's just a different wiring in people's brains it's kind of kind of weird yeah that's interesting i don't even listen to as much music as i used to like i really don't if i'm being honest mm-hmm. like, i'm doing this thing where it's just like because of the same way that you're you're talking about it where it's just like i listen to music in the car and that's like the Mm -hmm. number one which is kind of cool because i have like an hour commute now like if i all to the studio where i do stuff so it's just like that's where i'll be like okay i'm gonna listen to this record um you know but like when i when i clean and stuff like that i'm like okay what record do i need to put on but if i'm like just around the house or stuff like that like i'll put on a i'll put on a podcast or a youtube video or something like that and that i'm in the same kind of way because it is that thing of just like if i'm listening now if i'm listening to something that i haven't heard in a long time and i know it that's a whole different thing where i'm just like yeah i'm going to put right. that on like you know um I don't exercise, but if I did, like, you know, I'd probably put on like the Stooges or something like that, or I'd put on like, you know, something that just like kind of pumps me up, whatever. And, uh, you know, so that's like, that's a whole world. But if I'm going to listen to something that I'm like, Ooh, someone told me to check this band out. Like, that's like a thing. Like I need to just like have an actual, because I can't, I'm like, all right, what's the drum sound? You know, all right, drum sounds good. Like bass, you know, I like the bass. I like the, you know, it's just like that whole world of uh you know just kind of exactly how you said it where i'm just like i'm so i'm listening to everything so much intently that you know it's 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 i need to have a you know sit down kind of moment to do it Mm -hmm. yep well man we're getting close to the end of the the episode and i've got a couple classic questions i like to wrap this show up with sure but before i do that i like to give the guests a chance to take the floor Say whatever they want to say. You know, you got a few thousand people listening. You can tell them whatever you want to tell them. You can shout out your grandma. You can do whatever you want to do. The floor is yours. Um, you know, I'll talk about uh the lotto. 
I, I, I don't play the lotto, but I think about it sometimes, like lottery tickets. Okay. And, uh, you know. Yeah. People that go for it every day and how much money they're spending on it. And, you know, I used to work at a convenience store and they would just buy $100 worth of scratch-offs and then come back in with $50 worth of scratch-offs and then come back in with $10 worth of scratch-offs. And it was just right. like every single day, you know? And, um, you know, and I'm not coming down on those people. I just feel like, you know, I kind of can see myself in the future becoming a scratch-off guy. Mm. Like, I don't know, maybe 60s. Um, so that's one thing for your listeners. Like, I might become a scratch-off guy in my 60s. Okay. Two, I'm just going to put that out there right now. Yeah. Two, I'm looking at, um, I'm 42 right now. In the 50s, I'm looking at getting into industrial music. I saw Rammstein not too long ago. I've always kind of liked Nine Inch Nails, but I never committed. The Rammstein show is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So in my 50s, I think what I'm going to do is get into like ministry. Like I'm going to go industrial in my 50s. I'll get into the Tin Machine, uh, Bowie era a lot, and I'm going to have an industrial 50s. Those are the two things that I'm that I'm thinking about right now. I like that. I think that's a good plan, a good solid retirement plan. You know, you got Thank the lotto. That'll be your retirement. <laughs> scratch your scratch offs, industrial music and scratch off. <laughs> yeah, that's, there's that's nothing. Like, there's nothing dumber than scratch offs. I mean, I feel like I, but I could fall for it. I know that I can, but you know, I, I think that if you're doing it, you got to watch it. You got to watch it a little bit. You got to be careful. got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I segue in, I just want, I don't think you can see it. You can't. I'm not gonna mess with my camera because that'll be a disaster. But okay. I got a Sun Beta lead back here okay. that used to belong to Paul Barker from Ministry. Okay. So, so you, you can come over here and we'll make the industrial music. We can even do it before you're 50 if you want. We'll no, figure it out. I gotta wait till I'm 50. It's gonna be an industrial 50s. Like it's all black. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna do it right. You know, I got eight years to set up. You're gonna my have industrial. Like, I always like kind of leather wish I vest was. with like hooks on it and stuff. You're gonna go all the I way. I don't know. I mean, I always like. I feel like I didn't. I feel like in in the '90s, uh, you know, I was a grunge dude, and then I was like kind of indie rock guy. <clears throat> Even though I always kind of liked Nine Inch Nails, I never got in. You know, I had Downward mm. Spiral, but and I had Pretty Hate Machine, but I never really got in. And mm-hmm. it, you know, in another lifetime, I could have just veered a little bit. And I think I'd be happy as an industrial guy, you know, but so we'll see what happens in the fifties. And, but I appreciate your help. Maybe I'll see you in eight years. Okay. All right. All right. I'll be there with you. That'd be, by that time I'll be in my forties. So I can have an industrial forties. You can have an industrial fifties. It's going to work okay. out great. I think. Yeah. As yeah. long as we're industrial, it'll be all right. <laughs> it's called industrial. That's, <laughs> it's, that's it's true. Industrial. <laughs> but that is, that is very, very true. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Last questions of the podcast. First one. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite boss pedal? Oh man, the TU2. So many people say the TU2. Dude, it's always I mean, the TU2. it was just the most important thing that ever happened. I was in a band for so long and we didn't have tuners on stage. I mean, you know, <laughs> and then we did. And then it was just like, there it was. And it was just this, this light, just this, it was unbelievable, that white thing. And I still have the first one and it's 25 years old and it still works. Um, boss pedals rule. I also, um, I like uh, I like the blues driver too. Blues driver rips. Oh yeah, yep, <clears throat> yep, absolutely. Yeah, the TU two. I think we forget that there was a time before the TU two. Was there a TU one? I don't even. I, I don't I think mean, so. I think TU two. Right? I think the TU two was was one of the first, if not the first, pedal tuner. 
I believe. It's the closest thing. I mean, it's it's the terminator of of pedal situations, right? Because like T2 far better than T1, you know, when we're True. talking about terminators, but you know, T1, I'm not taking anything against T1. It's just a lot of people you don't even need to see T1 to like T2. And I feel right. like the the TU2 is terminator 2 and T1, I mean, you know, it's just you don't need it really. You know, you don't even need though it. I like it, you don't need it. You don't need it. You don't. All right, final question. This is the one that gets a little dicey, but you're no stranger to controversy, so I think you'll be fine with it. So here we go. Down, sure. What is your favorite kind of pizza? Oh, well, I'm I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania, and uh, and there's actually a pretty unbelievable pizza scene there. Um, Really? Yeah, it's... uh, there's a there's a section of Scranton. Well, there's a town called Old Forge, and Old Forge has its own kind of Sicilian style pizza, and it's controversial mm. because uh, a lot of it involves a blend of mozzarella and American cheese. That's kind of the Scranton style, and it's kind of like a goopy, um, but like tangy. I, I really like a like a tangy sauce um, with that mozzarella American blend, and there's. Um, that's that's one style and it's just called old forge style pizza and it's and it's amazing it's really light the crust is airy um and it's and it's square <clears throat> and we call it a tray so you'd order a tray of red and then you, if a you tray go anywhere of else, they're like well, we don't sell trays here bud what are you talking about but that's how you order pizza in scranton but then there's also a subset there's just so many different kind of styles of pizza a lot of italians in, in scranton and and if I had to do a round, it would be like the swirl, um, you know, where you have like that, that swirl that goes all the way around. Like um, a swirl of sauce. Be, what's that? Like a swirl of sauce you're talking about? Yeah, like you, about? You, it's mm-hmm. like it starts in the middle and then it goes around. And, um, you know, those are my two favorite styles of pizza. You've just educated me about a style of pizza I didn't know existed. And I didn't look know that was possible Forge. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Look, look into it. It's, uh, you know pizza capital of the world you know but you know like, there's lots of those yeah, yeah akron ohio is the hot dog capital of the world i don't know if you knew that i no, did athens athens ohio oh okay. at it, yeah i played a gig there once and it was just like the hot dog capital you could just pick something like if you're a town you know what i mean like balloon balloon capital of the world you right. know Anything. oregon city balloon capital yeah what is oregon city what are we the i don't know i don't know what probably we have something We're like the first city on west of the Mississippi or something like that. I don't remember. Something like that. Who knows? I don't know. We got some good restaurants, though. If you come through, we'll we'll do the thing. You know, love the Pacific Northwest, man. It's it's uh, one of the most beautiful places on the on the planet. So, yeah, I'll be back. Pat Finnerty and the full band. Hopefully we'll do a tour. um, Yeah. Next year or so. And, uh, you know, get out there. Absolutely. Well, stay in touch. We'll uh, we'll see what kind of craziness we can get up to. Awesome, man. Right on. So for Pat, this is Blake. And as always, folks, good luck and good tones. There you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really, really do. Thank you again to Pat for hanging out and, you know, just being himself. I, again, love what he does. And I'm really stoked that he took the time to come on this show. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you so much. And if you want to hear more of this conversation or you just really don't like the new ad format, you can go to patreon.com slash tone mob and for three bucks a month, you get access to the ad free stream. 
the feed. That's the right word, feed. There will be no ads on that. You can just go there. It's three bucks a month. It helps support the show, and you don't have to be bothered by things you don't want to be bothered by. That said, if you need more, if you need additional content, five bucks a month will get you access not only to the ad-free stream, but also to the bonus episodes. And there is a bonus episode with Pat, and it is quite lovely if I do say so myself. There are hundreds of hours of bonus content back there. So if you love this show and you want to keep it going, that is a great way to do so. And I super appreciate everybody that does that. It really, really means a lot. And if you can't do that, I get it. Things are crazy right now. But if you could share this with somebody, share this with a friend, share this with somebody that you think might enjoy it, that would help out immensely. As you know, my favorite thing that I do is this podcast, and I want to keep doing it for as long as I possibly can, and I can't do it without you. So thank you to everybody. I'm going to zip out of here. I will talk to you on the internet very soon. I've got some big stuff I want to talk about, but I can't talk about yet. I am so excited, though. It'll come very, very soon. All right. Talk to you all. Bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here, I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out. The Helping Friendly Podcast explores the music and fan experience of fish through interviews and deep dives on shows and tours. For more than 10 years, we've created insightful and fun discussions about our favorite band, and with the help of our guests and thematic series, we're still discovering new angles of appreciation for fish. And when the band is on tour, we provide a review of every show the following day. As one of our listeners said, any fish fans that enjoy meandering conversations and incredible insight on new and old fish shows, this is for you. Highly recommend. It's not just about the band and the shows, it's about the journey getting there. 
Throughout 2024, we're going to be running down the top 25 fish tours of all time, and that'll be interspersed with show reviews and regular episodes. Join us and check out the Helping Friendly Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.